0: Welcome to the Integration Podcast, your guide to enterprise integration. Welcome to this uh, edition of uh, the Integration Podcast. So uh, today I have uh, Adam Kiwon in as a guest and I think we have a lot of different topics to cover and it's going to be interesting covering CPI, PO, what's going on in the marketplace and product development. So uh, Adam, thanks for, for being on the show. Could you explain? A little about what you have done and where you are. Yeah, thanks for having me, Daniel. So, um, yeah, my name is Adam Kivon. I'm an uh, ex SAP uh, guy. I started my own company in 2014 after being in this domain for a couple of years. So, after uh, university, I started directly with SAP in the development, being uh, in the, you know, R three financials uh, application interface application integration development with BAPs and IDocs, and quickly moved to the first XIPI uh, projects and and uh, also initial developments. So I, I, you know, was following this this product for a while, and then I I switched uh, my job from a development to a consultancy role. I was in the SAP consulting, and then I switched to a partner, on SAP partner. And then I was also building there a team uh, of integration consultants, PIPO consultants. And yeah, 2014, I started my company, not with the idea of having just another consultancy, but uh, we quickly uh, started to, to you know, build the idea of uh, being an SAP Build partner. Um, not only to you know to access the licenses, but mainly to build add-ons in the SAP middleware uh, domain. Yeah, so for on-premise uh, Pipo as well as for the cloud middleware of SAP CPI. Mm-hmm. So how many? You your company is White Paper. Yeah, we we the company is White Paper Interface Design or White Paper ID. It's a German uh, company based in Hanover. And we're like five people working there, uh, having another one joining us. So we call it boutique size, uh, company, (laughs) quite small, um, lean. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is no, no way of, you know, hiring more consultants to, to get the next consulting project. But the idea is to really, you know, focus on high quality, uh, products in this domain and, and growing in this area. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you've worked with with PI for a long period of time, but also CPI, you're starting to get into that now. Uh, Are you seeing customers starting to use that on your projects? Yeah, CPI becomes uh, more and more important uh, heavily. I mean, we started uh, playing with it in 2013, so I was really surprised that uh, it's there for such a long time, Uh, you know, with the trial edition. Motivated by the product management at that time, just to see how it works, and uh, I became a trainer at SAP, uh, at SAP Education for the uh, CPI topic, yeah, so the uh, CLD nine hundred uh, training. And from there, also I see a lot of you know SAP people being trained in this part, but also many customers being uh, trained in this part, mainly because SAP is pushing the product through applications Yeah. Uh, Software as a Service applications like uh, hybrid cloud for the hybrid clouds for customer or the B two G integrations of Spain uh, yeah, with this uh, Hungary uh, Italy with this e document approach uh, or also success factors. Yeah, so SAP is strongly pushing the product, but also making this the you know future successor of our P I P O which we know today. So this is clearly the, the future technology. And everyone working in this area has to, has to uh, learn how it works, has to see the differences. That it's not just you know a small side topic for cloud integration only, but this will become the major technology of the future in the SAP integration world. Uh, mm, yeah, but uh, I guess just two thousand and thirteen—that's quite a long time ago. And I first, well, real see that at customers this uh, this last two years or something like that. And yeah. now I got three different projects going on on it. So uh, mm-hmm. it's, I guess it went from just using for, for the standard some of the standard content to to now really it's it's a different way of of developing a thing and yeah. Definitely, definitely, and we all, many times uh, we see the customers asking us, especially also the ones who are still on on dual stack. You now they ask always the same question: uh, What shall we do? Uh, apparently, CPI is going to be the future. Can we skip PO? I don't know how many people ask you this already, but. Uh, yeah, I think that that's quite an interesting topic. Uh, at least uh, should we use the dual stack or or migrate? Um, I think if you have a dual stack, the, the single stack PI still has a lot of value that you don't at the moment have in in CPI. So at that point in time, I still think a migration to a PI is preferable because it's a little leaner and a little little faster. Uh, is that your take on that? I mean, um, today, uh, replacing uh, a dual-state API uh, landscape with you know, thousands of interfaces uh, on a customer is not yet realistic to do this uh, with a CPI only. Yeah, Even, even if you might have an uh, on-premise uh, deployment, which is uh, quite new now with the cloud platform, through uh, I, I think IBM and Atos are delivering it uh, like a, like a you know on premise edition or something like that. Don't think at the moment they have the on premise. Uh, well, at least not the, the CPI yet. Well, they, this is what they just you know initially started with a few vendors. Uh, it's a very kind kind of exclusive thing. Uh, but um, what I always recommend is to use uh, the single stack PO for sure. Yeah. And try to move as much as you can already uh, on the cloud integration runtime of PO. Yeah? because you now in seven five, you have the cloud integration runtime, which is the Apache Camel oriented messaging runtime, which you can deploy on-prem. Uh, and then you know for all the on-premise connectivity, pure on-premise connectivity, you can route those mes- messages uh, through your uh, single stack PO. Uh, with the new technology and then, uh, especially if it comes to, you know, stateful message processing, you might want to avoid uh, the BPM component and rather use uh, the CPI part of it. Uh, to do that, yeah. So, I actually have a project where well, it's like called three or four different web services, make some weights, and then return the message. And our initial thought, well, if the the BPM is not going to be developed any further, we want to figure out how this is actually going to happen in our uh, PO system. They have a 7.5 SP12, and that was there were some patches that we are missing uh, for it to work. OK. Uh, so uh, it, it's, uh, there's still some things that I, maybe that this will be fun, uh, solved when we've applied the patches. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still some some challenges about taking Cloudflow and running it on-premise, but. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's brand, it's brand new and it's brand new. And we, we started using it like uh, a couple uh, a while ago. We always failed. It only worked for very few specific scenarios. It was really bad, and then it started to become fun with SP10. Uh, but now with SP13, uh, which is I think since September, um, it became really, really interesting. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, what I said is just a future direction, not like you know, take uh, all your interfaces now and and do it immediately but you know if you plan to do it within the next 6 months uh, consider it really as a valuable option uh, and, and and go through because there is a lot of uh, functionality available already and what might be still not perfect is uh, for example the detailed uh, alerting behind it or things like that and you're really monitoring what's going on yeah, and what's... Yeah. although there is already a lot now yeah? so yeah, but uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> definitely think that's uh, an interesting topic. And on these existing customers, what should they actually approach? If we're talking this, uh, another question. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have a 7.4 customer on a single stack, would you recommend to upgrade? Well, if, if you plan to have this functionality uh, and yeah, I mean, if you, if you go for this approach of using CPI, maybe also in in this in this runtime, then yes, if you are happy with the functionality seven four provides, yeah, single stack um, uh, PO, you know, maybe even with BPM already deployed and you have a good uh, setup and using NWDI and so on, that works well. There is no need. I mean, at least for the on-premise integration, uh, to to do that so probably probably i would say okay let rather wait uh, and maybe skip that version and go for i don't know the next one which will come i don't know no, ne- i think not monday not <laughs> 20, 22 yeah. 20, 20 20 yeah, 20, 20 okay. 22 or something like that yeah yeah i think so so at least at least one more year and then yeah so yeah, but this is the this is the main development. Yeah, or the main advantage. I mean, being having Java eight is one thing. Maybe also for security reasons for some customers, uh, moving from Java six to Java eight. But uh, I think functionally, yeah, from a development point of view, it's the it's the camel runtime that makes the whole thing much more interesting and, and becomes now really mature. So yeah. Cool. So, uh, CPI. When I open my my agent or whatever this uh, my browser, and I look at the pre-delivered content, I see some some of your stuff. Could you explain a little about why you've done it that way? I published yeah, it to to the the WhatsApp the content catalog or something like that. Yeah, the API the API business hub, which is basically the main idea of SAP to you know deliver their own apis but also partner content their yeah, partner apis so this is this is where we are and also in the uh, we published our our solutions into the sap app center yeah, which is uh, the equivalent of the apple uh, itunes store not not that successful yet but on the way <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah this is this is uh, what we've built and, and we clearly follow the the strategy of s a p which is uh, which is quite good from the idea yeah, that partners can deliver their own content yeah and content can be an adapter yeah it can be our own adapter that we might publish can be uh, a ready-to-go interface. Now we call it turnkey integration content. Yeah, so like, like uh, you know, a set of interfaces to connect to a certain uh, partner application, uh, cloud service, even government, whatsoever. Yeah, that SAP themselves did not deliver. Yeah, but they open or they leave this space for partners. Or oh, yeah? it's not able to do because it's competitor uh, or whatever. Exactly, exactly. So sometimes they don't want to, sometimes they're not even allowed to. And in uh, yeah, and, and those cases, uh, and also technical add-ons, yeah? like for example, um, providing an overview of all the interfaces across all tenants, providing an overview in Excel of um, all your artifacts and configurations uh, along with the, with the messaging uh, information. Yeah, so those things that are not yet that nice in the SAP standard, uh, we, we provide, let's say, better transparency, better control uh, of your interface landscape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I guess there's some some different areas where there's room for improvement, and that as US vendor and. And I try to see what we can actually deliver of, of value for customers that makes it a lot easier to, to go into instead of having to develop these things themselves. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I mean, this this uh, solution um, probably, I mean, the the SAP middleware probably won't sell better um, by the SAP sales uh, if they add one or two monitors more now but from from my experience and from my uh, point of view it's not really complete and people are doing things manually doing things uh, you know with big efforts uh, or don't even have the possibility to to uh, you know, read this all information api based so it's it's mainly uh, either you know lack of transparency lack of knowledge or or uh, a lot of manual work and uh yeah, this is and, and we are quite sure that SAP won't won't compete with us in this area because if, if they cannot uh, sell more or make the product significantly better, uh it allows us to deliver this kind of gap. You know? mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think so that I've seen some different roadmaps on the different uh, monitoring capabilities and tools uh, to monitor your, your integration landscape or cloud or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, we need to see how that's going to be implemented, what it will be like and how customers are and, and pricing and stuff like that for it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I've I've been looking at some of the the different content that you've created, and I really like the, the way that you're actually just using the the CPI as the the runtime. Some of your your yeah, and the same for the PI that you're actually using the PI to send messages, alerts using your component or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, there are two reasons behind. I mean, one reason is uh, from a marketing point of view, you can always say look, you don't have to install anything extra. You don't need to have a separate system. You don't need to have anything separate to maintain and so on. It all runs inside your existing boxes. So this is one thing. But uh, another uh, important aspect was um, the way of delivering content and configuring it and then make it work. I mean, this is the way we know things work. and, And we are experts in this area. And why not using it? already uh, also the runtime itself to make it work like that yeah so this is the this is the the, the second main reason uh, so from a marketing point of view you always say yeah this is uh, a big advantage you don't need anything extra uh, but it's also you know uh, a guarantee for us to make it robust and stable and, and well maintained uh, because this is the way uh, how we deliver content as well hmm. yeah? Yeah, we're just now porting our testing application to, to run in cloud, and then we need to figure out all the cloud Foundry and stability, mm-hmm. and uh, no, uh, yeah, Kubernetes and database uh, stuff uh, to make sure that it's stable and will be able to scale. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's also great. It's it's two different approaches. They they have some benefits uh, each of them. But uh, yeah, from a user perspective, you just need to find the tool that that. Makes it easiest to monitor what you have been doing. Yeah, and that one one other aspect. Uh, so far, we are doing it like that: is we don't use any Fury apps, we don't new, use any new UIs. You have to learn and so on. We always make a download into Excel. Yeah, so you always have an Excel which is delivered to you via uh, email or via uh, upload on the server, so it, you can download it easily from your uh, PI your uh, environment. Yeah. And then you download the reports, the overviews, the PDFs, or whatever are created as well in there. Yeah, so uh, it's either Excel or, or PDF. Or not PowerPoint? No PowerPoint, not yet, not yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the future. <laughs> I was just seeing someone that, that, that wrote, uh, uh, if it's written uh, uh, machine learning, if it's written Python, probably machine learning. If it's uh, written in PowerPoint, it's probably AI. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So maybe an interface monitoring would be better if we, we had the you post... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, post yeah. Um, cool. Uh, you've created an adapter also for the CPI. What's the process of learning from that process? Yeah so I mean, I personally did not do it. Uh, I asked uh, my, my colleagues who were experienced already on that um, uh, to, to do it because the, the point is with adapter development, the, the ADK of, of uh, the JCA based adapter development kits of PIPO was quite tough to learn, right? So it was a quite a learning curve. I mean, building modules was a, was a very simple thing, right. Developing and building, you had to time in the developer studio. In, if yeah, for it. So that that was really super easy. Um, but building an adapter uh, was much harder, and understanding you know all the implications, making sure this is really exactly once, making sure acknowledgments work, making sure that logging works well, and so on. So the learning curve of of adapter development was really tough. And uh, doing this on CPI was much much easier, although the the you know, API change. You know, they switched also to a more Maven-based approach from a from a build and so on. So it was already OSGI-based from the very beginning, but now they they added more and more standards. It became more and more easy. But also there, you you develop an Eclipse, of course. You deploy the way of delivering the adapters to clients is also quite nice. Yeah. Huh? Um, but uh, you just send an the SCA or whatever uh, archive it is. E-S- ESA archive it is, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. No, but that that works uh, nice. And I mean, it's, you even can market this on the SAP App Center, yeah. And then you can even make it downloadable. And then it goes through SAP, and then you can, you know, really sell it through the SAP uh, store, let's say. Yeah? So and then for that you have to upload the sources and all the packages, let's say, so that the clients can do it on a self-service approach. Yeah, but uh, but so far we built only one adapter, which is connecting towards RabbitMQ. Yeah, so RabbitMQ as a as a message queuing system, uh, widely spread already in many industries. Yeah, um, as a starting point, as a as a learning um, for us, we are planning to continue building other, uh, especially cloud uh, message queuing systems um, on top. Yeah, so we would rather focus on this part because I also believe that you know uh, this is uh, this is an important uh, way of integrating applications. Yeah, through message queues, uh, and ideally not point to point, but through a proper message-oriented middleware. Yeah, so the combination of message queuing uh, with reliable connectivity and uh, yeah, a proper uh, yeah, methodology-oriented uh, middleware. Uh, coming from SAP, of course. <laughs> uh, so, so, did you base your development on the the open, the camel adapters, or did you start from from scratch on these things? So, what we do is we consume the. I mean, most of the times mm-hmm. there is nothing really existing that that easily. So, um, there are Apache Camel components you might be able to use, but most of the times you have to build your own stuff because for example, um, the recent one was uh, Microsoft Azure Service Bus. Yeah, uh, So Microsoft uh, Azure Service Bus, you have to consume the API and then use the, the, uh, the classes and then all the, the sources uh, from, uh, from Microsoft embedded into your OSGI component and then deploy it. Yeah, So it's not that easy, but uh, much nicer and from, from a runtime point of view. The good thing is you are already using Microsoft code in this case to to connect towards their own products. Yeah? So it's not that you rely on on another uh, protocol like, uh, for example, AMQP or pure HTTP, but you already use the uh, let's say uh, safe environment of the vendor itself. Yeah? So this is this is the approach. Yeah? Okay, and then there's just some framework from SAP about this is what, a, or, a exactly. or something. Exactly, and then then you have to you know do the do the things like you know providing the fields to configure, providing the the ways of you know how to populate uh, logging and so on. But compared to P I P O, it's much 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 easier and faster to 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 get there. Uh, but it also assumes that you have a background in this uh, in this technologies, like with OSGI, Maven, and there is also a learning curve on that side. Yeah? But <laughs> it's not so proprietary. You know, J- JCA was apparently also a very open standard in a kind of way, but uh, I-, I didn't see many, many vendors using it, seriously. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. uh, the idea was nice, but not so uh, so clear. Uh, uh-huh. and yeah, the yeah, SAP has, anyway made a lot of uh, differences. So I would imagine that. Yeah, definitely. don't understand that one, for so yeah. So, so anyway, at no. the end it's it's very. I mean, the whole the whole product NetWeaver is totally SAP proprietary, right? And uh, including the JDKs, <laughs> meanwhile. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess. Um, that most of the things. So one of the things that just you reach out to to understand uh, how to do a burger migration uh, for one of your clients. Uh, yeah. Tell me why why was that relevant? Yeah, there there are many uh, projects going on in this area about uh, moving from a classical Seaburger uh, dual stack. Um, uh, approach to PO and then PO with a B2B add-on, of course, SAP internal. And there's already a lot of uh, information available. I've seen that you were deploying also a lot of things around this as well. And I could uh, see that you had a nice um, accelerators in this area, especially towards uh, the mapping migration. So I reached out to you to, to get in touch to see how this could be uh, also, you know, I have one customer now working on this in a, in a quite serious way, having a big installation, having many many mappings, uh, and then this would help them a lot. Very likely to to uh, speed up the process and not building everything yeah? because replacing the whole schemas and then rework this even with this with this you know nice yellow button uh, to readjust the the, the formats. It's still a lot of work to do and you have to be really, really focused on what you are doing. Yeah, So that's why... Uh, uh, yeah, On and, and one of the, the last podcasts, uh, I was talking to, to another customer and they had done a migration and there they had started from scratch and creating new mappings. And obviously, it gives them the, the benefit of removing all the, the crap that you have created for such a long period of time, but it's a lot of uh, work to put into it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure, and I mean, this is really uh, not really uh, nice and, and challenging work uh, you have to do, but you cannot give this to anyone. Yeah, So you are really, you know, binding important people in the projects uh, or, or, you know, buying expensive consultants in this area, and then both is not very, very nice. <laughs> I'm not buying expensive consultants, that is just taking a <laughs> look or whatever. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yes, is anything we forgot uh, that would be interesting to share with the community? Well, what um, what the, the the latest news I have is that we are currently developing a curriculum for um, SAP CPI trainings uh, actually um, for two thousand nineteen. So there will be additional trainings, uh, you know, on top of the CRD 900, which is the three-day intro training. Um, There will be one more training about the B2B add-on, CPI-based, yeah? So the CPI will be moved to cloud in 2019? um, No, I mean the the, 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 the B2B add-on functionality, which is already available in the Enterprise Edition. Um, but there is nothing available in, in terms of training. Yeah? So, uh, you know, how to deal with the formats, how to deal with the converters, how to work with the ES2 adapter and, and also with the JMS message queuing along with the Enterprise Edition. So, this will be one training hands on uh, focused yeah? and very likely to be enhanced also by the integration content advisor. Uh, but this is not uh, clear yet. But what we, what we will for sure provide is a training about um, the PO runtime of uh, cloud integration content. Yeah? So one training which will focus on how to build flows that you run them on your PO on-premise it will be a one-day training on that and one training on mappings. Yeah. So for all those customers who learned how to uh, build a nice graphical message mappings and user-defined functions on PI. You can now then learn uh, in probably two days how to build message mappings on CPI with uh, Groovy UDFs, how to build Groovy scripts, and how to build this XSLT mappings. Uh, so probably will be the three major technologies or mapping technologies for CPI in the future. Yeah. Interesting. So, have you s- How? How? If a customer has B two B on 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 premise, how big a difference does it then to to the cloud is the same schemas? The schemas are almost equal. I mean, you find them already in the in the API Business Hub. Yeah, if you search for them for ASCX twelve or ADFACT, um, and you find a lot of XSDs to download, and you can you can see them. Um, then, of course, the the specifics around the B two B add on are only available in the enterprise edition. So, uh, most of the clients who who started with uh, you know the B two G scenarios don't have access to that because it's a much more expensive uh, uh, license. Um, and you know, it's still it's still in development or it's still being enhanced a lot. But there are also a lot of customers. I mean, not the, maybe not a lot, but there are a few customers already running it live uh, through CPI. Yeah, doing their partner integrations through AS2, Edifact, and through AS2 X12 um, on CPI. Yeah, so it's quite uh, quite interesting, and the the trend will move uh, on further towards the cloud, and and uh, which obviously has some advantages in this area. Yeah? So. Uh, I I I guess the the enterprise edition versus the whatever the standard edition is a, a big step and I guess you at that point need to to know that, that is the way you wanna go. Yeah, yeah. No, especially with the JMS uh, exactly once handling you have, yeah, this is a big uh, big difference. Uh, I think the adapters and the rest is not so uh you know, heavily different, yeah, but uh, and the overall approach... Yeah, the yeah, to and the B2B, yeah, yeah. and integration content advisor. Exactly, exactly, which is now uh, almost almost publicly released, right? Still not... Uh, it's not? Apparently it's not yet. Uh, as ah, far as I know. okay, yeah. I thought it was public from a year ago or something like that, but... Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's still in beta or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But now apparently being being also released for for a PO runtime. Yeah, so also you can now uh, apparently uh, export the artifacts. I've seen a blog recently. Yeah, there was a blog on with that you just needed to export these uh, three XSLTs and then you can exactly. run it's it a, there. Yeah. Um, it's a quite fun approach as well. Uh, I mean. <laughs> All XSLT based. So, in theory, you could use any uh, system, any middleware to run this, uh, just technically, right? But of course, uh, uh, it makes more sense to do this in the in SAP environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Adam, thanks for being on the show and thanks for a lot of different topics that that we covered. Uh, I didn't really expect it to go this way, but uh, I think we brought some some good conversations uh, and I hope it will be valuable. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Talk to you next time. So uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this uh, podcast, uh, please uh, give me a like. Please share this uh, with your friends and colleagues uh, because that's the way I get some some feedback about what's going on. Put a comment uh, on it. Uh, If you want to check out uh, the podcast, it's on integrationpodcast.com and you can see the show notes um, and things we talked about there. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, looking forward to, to talk to you next time.